Today on episode number 86 of the podcast, we're answering questions sent in by you. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. And joining me as always is our co-host and resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. What's up? All right. So today we're taking a bit of a, a little detour on what we normally do, and we're going to do a Q&A. You guys sent in some questions, and we are going to answer them to the best of our ability. Now, of course, we, <laughs> we don't have all the answers, but we're going to try our best to give you some answers. And as always, if you ever have questions, you can send them in. I'm going to tell you how you can do that later on in the episode. Um, but speaking of the episode and all the information, we can't include everything here in the podcast. So I've got resources for you over in the show notes. Absolutely. So you can find the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 086. Show notes include links, resources, and ways to subscribe. So head on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 086 for more information. That's right. Okay, guys. So like I said, we're answering questions. But before we jump into the questions, I want to just make a couple of quick comments. Um, since April and I started doing the podcast together and putting it on YouTube and just changing the format a little bit, it has gotten like just rave reviews. Lots of people have commented, they've shared it, I've gotten emails and messages, and everybody seems to really enjoy it. Uh, and the ones who don't at least just aren't telling me about it. So so that's nice. But I just want to first of all say thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for the kind response, especially for my wife. And I also wanted to read a review that we recently got on Apple Podcasts because, gosh, it's so kind to get those kind of reviews. So, hon, why don't you read that review for us? Of course. So this is from TLM707 from Apple Podcast, And they said, quote, so relatable. I have Usher syndrome and have a husband and daughter, both normal sighted and normal hearing, but I'm always telling them about this podcast and they like it too. Thank you for this podcast. And thank you for that review. That was so kind. I think they left us a five-star rating as well. Sweet. Uh, so, so, so kind. So appreciated. Uh, if you want to leave a review, I normally don't talk about this much at all, but if you want to leave a review in Apple Podcasts, you can definitely do that uh, wherever you want. I just really appreciate all the kind words that people have been sharing, and it's, you've embraced my wife so well. It's just... It's been really good. So thank you. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you so much. All right. So today we're answering questions and we've just got random questions. All right. We're just, just random stuff here and people send them in on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we're just going to run through them and there's no particular order that they're in or anything like that. So we are just going to run through them. So what did we say? Are you going to start or am I going to start? I was just thinking the same thing. We didn't actually <laughs> decide before we started. <laughs> All right, I, I think I'm going to start because okay. you were going to answer the second, or you were going to ask the second one. That's right. Okay. All right, so I'll start with the first question. Okay, let's see. Here we go. How do you deal with telling the public you're a VIP when they ask if you need help, or uh, what do you think about the look of an object or your haircut, something like that? Um, also, how do you address? I think it's for April. How do you address the people that are talking to me, talking to Derek? Uh, <laughs> and that's from Sean on YouTube. Okay, so how do we address people that ask if we need for help, if I need help, uh, maybe if they ask, how does this look, like if, when I get a haircut, like how does it look, things like that. How do I bring it up that I'm visually impaired? Well, first of all, I rarely bring it up if I don't have to. Right. Uh, and the reason I don't is because there's no need to have a 10-minute conversation where they ask weird questions if there's no need to do that. Uh, for example, if somebody comes to my door and let's say they're selling something, right? 
So they might be selling uh, encyclopedias. And so they're showing me <laughs> that they're not doing that, but you know, they're showing me their product or whatever. And they're like, oh, right here and blah, blah, blah. And they're referencing it with their hands. And mm-hmm. I know they're pointing it out, but I'm not going to buy this. I know I'm not going to buy it. And so there's no need for me to have this 10 minute conversation going, hey, I'm blind. Stop pointing at that thing right now. You know, they don't right. know I'm blind. And there's just no need to have that conversation. So I don't bring it up if I don't have to. Now, some people may, and that's totally fine. But for me, I don't. If I do need to bring it up for whatever reason, then I just, you know, I'll say something like, uh, oh, for example, I'll give you a good example. The other day, we were out of town for a wedding, and I went down to the lobby to get a cup of coffee. Now, I was planning on using Ira, which is a sponsor for this podcast, but for some reason, the internet wasn't working in that lobby area, and so I was like waiting for connection. I was like, well, this is a piece of junk. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's my phone, not Ira's fault. But uh, there was this lady there, and I said, excuse me, because I had to ask for help to get which you know button to hit the coffee. And I said, excuse me, can you help me? I said, I have some vision problems. And I just left it at that because I wasn't going to be like, excuse me, I'm blind. I've been blind since I was 18. I have a guide dog. I wasn't going to go into the whole story. I just told her I couldn't see. And she was like, sure. Well, she also said that, oh, we all have problems. Our vision, our hearing, our knees. And she was an older lady. I'm like, I'm not your age. Like, (laughs) I just can't see. Uh, So anyway, she helped me and that was it. But when it comes to people asking if I need help, uh, a lot of times I'll say no, or if I need help, I will say, excuse me, could you help me? I'm visually impaired. Uh, and, and I'll just leave it at that, you know, yeah. because there's no, if, if they ask questions, I will answer. But like the haircut example, yeah, you know, they say, how does that look? Well, if they know I'm blind, they will say, um, can you feel this? Is, is that, you know, that sort of thing. But a lot of times they'll put the mirror behind my head so I can see the back. <laughs> and they're like, how does that look? I'm like, looks good, you know. Or I'll have April come over and be yeah. like, how does this look, honey? Does this look good? And I play it off like, got to get my wife's approval, you know, so I throw her <laughs> under the bus. But uh, that's how I do it. So that's a pretty basic answer. But, hun, what about you? It said, uh, I think the question was, how do you handle that when yeah. people ask me or talk to me? Yeah, so a lot of times... I feel, I feel like the main re- main time that it happens is when we're sitting at a restaurant and we're getting ready to order dinner or our food or whatever and the server comes over and they'll say, um, you know, what can I get him? And I'm like, I don't know. Ask him. He, he can order because they see the dog or they see the cane um, or they see you just with your menu closed and, you know, not looking at it to read it or anything. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll, they'll ask me what Derek would like or what he um you know needs help with or can do or can't do and I'm like well he's right here he's perfectly capable of answering and I don't say that but I I usually will say honey what are you going to eat mm-hmm. or you know can they get you something that you need or something like that I I try to put the attention on him because just because he's visually impaired doesn't mean that he can't make his own decisions or order his own food or um doesn't have preferences and you know, dislikes or anything that he's able to verbalize himself. Yeah, absolutely. I think the key is letting the blind person handle it themselves if right. at all possible. Like the independence, you know, sure. just because you're visually impaired doesn't mean you're dependent on me for everything. Um, you know, you have your own independence and, and you need to be able to use that. And others need to know that he can do that and doesn't sure. need the help of someone for everything. Well, and that's part of just education. That simple yeah. act of like, no, talk to him, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And if people ask if I need help, they might ask you, does he need help? And again, that's, you know, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that's just a good point. If you're out in public and you have to talk about it, 
uh, give as much information as you want. It's totally up to you. But I don't give it unless I have to. And then I just give as much as I need to to kind of get through the situation. Yeah. Um, I don't like it when people ask if I need help because uh, that means they think I look blind. And that, for some reason, bothers me. Like, you. I've got this big guide dog, like, uh, duh. Like, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you do look blind. But, uh, you know, I want to fake it like, oh, I'm so great at this. But anyway, that's my own issue and not part of the question. So uh, that's that answer. If you definitely want more information, let me know. But I think that's pretty much that answer for that one. So yeah. why don't you give us the next question? All right. So the next one is, what advice could you give to a VIP to help a friend adjust to adjust and accept their own somewhat recent sight loss. And that is from Chris on YouTube. Yeah, I think this question is basically asking, what advice would I give to somebody who is visually impaired to help their friend who is losing sight? Um, and mm-hmm. I th- I'm with you. Yeah, and so that's the thing. Like you, you, I, I think this person who wrote in actually has been visually impaired most of their life. And so they have a friend who's losing sight and has been losing it for a certain amount of time. And it's like, what can I do? Because sometimes, and I, I understand this to a certain point, but sometimes it's like, well, it's frustrating. You need to get over it. You know, and I can do all these things. You should be able. But the key to remember is they probably were sighted at one time mm-hmm. and are transitioning to being, uh, you know, visually impaired. So if you've been visually impaired your whole life, you didn't have that transition. Right. You know, so you have to remember the transition can take a certain amount of time and for different people it's going to take a different amount of time so you have to be understanding of that and then also if you were sighted and lost your sight you have to go way way back to the beginning of losing your sight and say well how did I feel during that because it's probably a lot different for you now I mean almost nearly 20 years into it I, I, I hardly can think about it, you know, almost the, all those years ago. Like, what was it like going through sight loss then? A lot of it was denial, you know, oh, yeah. and then some depression and so forth. Trying to remember all of those things. Now, I probably would have a little bit of like, well, look at all these great things you have. I didn't have this when I lost my sight. Come right. on, get over so it. So many more accessibility yeah, absolutely. features. Yeah, but that's the thing. You have to be patient and understanding and I think ask questions of the person. Why are you feeling this way? You know, what's going on inside of you? Are you struggling with sight loss? Are you struggling with other things? Has sight loss brought things out on you? So you have to be really understanding. So I would say, remember that you may have not had transition from sight. Remember to go back to what you experienced when you first lost your sight, if you can, and make sure to ask questions of the person because when that frustration rises up, that's probably not going to help you be a helpful friend in that situation. So I'm kind of reading this question, I think, in a little bit different way than you are. Sure. Um, so what advice could you give a VIP to help a friend adjust and accept their own somewhat recent sign loss? So I'm reading it as the VIP that has recently lost their sight loss and a friend who is still sighted. And I think the question could go mm-hmm. both ways. Sure. Um, so I'm just thinking, you know, if that friend is still sighted and, and the VIP is losing their sight and going through this transition, then so many things that we talk about on other episodes of the podcast are that communication piece. Like, you know, the VIP just needs to help that friend understand what they need, um, when it comes to getting around, whether that be, you know, taking their arm or just, you know, warning them of curbs and steps and doors and things like that. Mm. Or, um, you know, just emotionally, you know, you know, I really need you just to listen to me right now. I don't need your advice. I don't need your, you know, I don't need you to fix things. I just need to vent. I just need to, you know, be able to voice my concerns and my feelings and not feel 
like I have to hold them in and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, and that's that's a good point. I think that question can be viewed a couple of different ways. Yeah. So communication is key. Absolutely. All right. So let's go to the third question. Now, this question is about is guide dog related. This is from a puppy raiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is guide dog related. <laughs> Excuse me. What do you feel is a valuable command? For example, uh, is there one or many commands that you're so thankful for during the day? Is there a command you wish would be taught to the dog to assist you better? And that's for uh, from Janelle on YouTube, who again is a puppy raiser. First of all, Janelle, thank you for your selfless work Absolutely. because couldn't have a guide dog without puppy raisers. Um, so, first question: What is uh, what are some commands or commands that really assist you uh, every day? And it's hard to boil them down to like this command is great. Uh, I use hop up. All the time. Like hop up is probably my like go to command. Uh, whether I want to get closer to an object, I want to start walking a little faster, uh, whatever the case is, I use hop up all the time. And I think he and I are starting, even though we've only been working together for about, I don't know, three, four three, months, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, he's starting to understand hop up. It's like, okay, let's get that and that sort of thing. So I use hop up constantly. And that's probably one of my favorite commands. It's just one of the go to things. All the other ones, I mean, left and right and forward and, you you know, the obedience ones are great as well, but I don't think there's one command that's th- the best necessarily, uh, but I do use hop up, you know, constantly. As far as what other commands I'd like uh, to be taught to dogs, gosh, there's probably a list of like a thousand, <laughs> you know, that I'd love for the, you know, I'd love a dog to do this or do that or that sort of thing. But uh, it, it's hard for me to say they should do this because I'm not a dog trainer. And it's like, well, how are they going to get them to do that necessarily? Um but I mean, my my dog is great. <laughs> you know, he's still a dog. He does his thing occasionally, but uh, my dog's fantastic and and is a great guide dog. Is a great dog uh, in general. But uh, yeah, any anything that you can think of, dear, that um, I'm not thinking of right now. I guess I'm thinking in the the way of a puppy raiser because hop up, left, right, forward. Those are all um, guide dog trainer sure, sure. commands. So I'm thinking more of the obedience um, type stuff. And the only thing I can really think of is that. Koa a lot of time or almost every time and we are working on this now um, as soon as the doorbell rings or the door is knocked on he's like bolts to the door oh yeah so it's and it's not because I don't think he's going to run out he never has he's Mm. really never tried to run out but it would be nice if he had been trained to not run to the door and maybe he was I truly don't know from the puppy raisers we haven't asked that question Mm. but I think it would be great if they were kind of trained not to run to the door whenever it was knocked on or the doorbell was rang. Yeah, I think maybe a, a wait or something like that involved with a door knock or, you know, a, a ringing doorbell, which Koa is honest. I don't think he's going to run out because he's too busy licking the person right. coming in the door. He's just so yeah. excited and friendly and wants yeah. to meet the person and, yeah. and be pet and loved on and everything. Oh, so very, he just thinks he's going to get attention. Yes, he's very social. So I think that's part of it. And and we are definitely working on that. It's not that we aren't. It's just that maybe that would be one of the things, you know. A beneficial. Yeah. And, and that's not a guiding command, but that's no. just a, an obedience command. And I kind of think of that with puppy raisers because they do a ton of the obedience training oh yeah whenever they're with the the puppy raiser and just as a side note and she mentioned it we don't know if our puppy raisers did that and this no knock to our our puppy raisers were great absolutely oh yeah you know i got to meet them um shout out to heidi i you know i got to meet (laughs) them because they were fantastic and they did koa is is the dog he is today partially because of you know the puppy raisers yes you know kate my trainer has something to do with it but you know they laid a great foundation so kudos to them um but yeah 
I can't say enough good things about uh, Koa and Guide Dogs for the Blind. So shout out to them. All right, next question, dear. How can a newly visually challenged person gently explain to their sighted supporters that they can and can't see without humiliating one or the other or without the sighted supporter saying it's the VIP in the VIP's head? That is from Melissa on YouTube. All right, so the first thing I would say, and my wife mentioned this earlier, so I'm going to say it out loud. If your sighted supporters are saying it's all in your head, that doesn't sound very supportive right. to me. Agreed. Now, again, I don't know this situation. I've never met these people. I don't want to make a bunch of judgment calls about who they are, like mm-hmm. they're terrible people or anything like that. But if that's the first thing they're going to, like this is this is fake, you're faking it, or this is all in your head, this isn't real, um, you know, that's an I think that's an issue. Uh, how do you explain what you can and can't see, that's a difficult one. That's difficult yeah. for me to express what I can and can't see. I, I try to tell people it's kind of like when you get the flash from a camera in your eyes and you know you have that moving around. Um, I try to explain what I, how my vision works. or It's just difficult to explain to a sighted person. It's not because they're, you know, they can't figure it out. It's just because to explain sight loss to a person who can see. I can't even think about what it's like to see anymore, honestly. Oh. And so, you know, that's that kind of thing is hard for me. So to explain sight loss to somebody is difficult. Um, I would say that if you have a supportive person who's like, tell me what you can see, just do your best. Be honest. Yeah. Do your best to explain the, the sight that you have. You know, maybe give them a cue. Okay, can... I can see that there's a thing across the room. I know it's a TV, but if I didn't know it was a TV, I couldn't tell. You right. know, maybe something like that. Or I can tell there's a there's a dark shape across the room. Or I can tell where you're standing, but I can't tell the color of your shirt. Whatever, you know, just something like that. Um, I think as far as, because the person asked, without humiliating each other. So mm-hmm. I think there's some deeper issues going on in this cited uh, supporter and VIP yeah. situation that we can't really comment on because we don't have all of the facts. Uh, but I would say just the simple thing of explaining, as my wife said, communication, do your best to communicate. And if there's those deeper issues going on, do your best to address those outside of the sight loss because it sounds like it's probably not a sight loss issue. It's something beyond that, right. which is beyond the scope of the podcast here. Right. Um, any comment or, on that question? No, I don't think so. I, I think you hit it pretty well. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's just a few questions. We want to take a quick break because we want to tell you about today's sponsor, and then we'll be right back with some more questions from you. Hey, VIPs, it's Derek. First of all, thank you for all the questions, and I've got a question for you. Do you ever need just a little extra assistance when you're getting around? Maybe you're in the kitchen, at work, at school, anything like that. Well, the sponsor for today's podcast can help you out, and that sponsor is Ira, the visual interpreter. Ira can look through the camera on your phone or through a special pair of glasses and let you know what's going on around you. They can read you the mail, a box in the kitchen. They can let you know a label on something. They're just so, so helpful, and specially trained agents to help visually impaired people just like you and me are there waiting for you to call in. So go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash IRA. That's A-I-R-A to check out IRA. You can download the app, make an account and use it totally for free. So go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash IRA to try it out today. And we are back. All right, we got some more questions for you guys. And this one is, (laughs) I always love this question. Uh, Apple products aside, 
What is your most accessible tool that you use? That's from Jason on Facebook. Um, everybody knows I like Apple products. Uh-huh. So I'm glad that they mentioned Apple products aside because I would have said, oh, my iPad or my phone, you know, whatever. Um, gosh, what is my most accessible tool? Well, first of all, I have a CCTV or a desktop magnifier on my desk. And that's super helpful because I can look at documents and sign things for my kids and so forth. Um and probably the most helpful things that I use beyond technology is little things like bump dots or the whiteboard or the cutting board, which I've shown on the channel before about uh, that's got black and white on each mm-hmm. side. Those kinds of things are the most helpful and probably most accessible and make my life a little more accessible because I don't have to. It makes it more normal, for lack of a better word, uh, which I, I use that word loosely. But, you know, when you're going into the kitchen to cut something up or to put something in the microwave and you can see, you don't even think about things. But when you can't see, you've got to think about it a little more. And those bump dots help me not think about it so much. I find right. the dot, I hit the button, boom, boom, I'm ready to go. So that's probably my answer is what are the most accessible things? Is there anything else I use on a regular basis that's that helps me? I mean... The television upstairs has a screen reader, but we don't use it all that often. No. But it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides technology and Apple products, that's probably it. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, well, there you go, Jason. All right. there's. <laughs> but if you had not mentioned Apple products, I would have said Apple products. <laughs> so, just, <laughs> just so you know. All right. Next question. All right. As a low vision user, what are your thoughts on the public perception of either using some vision to do things when people assume you are totally blind or the other way around, where you might look sighted to someone yet use low vision aids. In short, how do you deal with the public's misconception of blindness and visual aids? And that is from Poodles Poodle Eyes on Instagram. Poodle Eyes, actually, Poodle Eyes is uh, also she has a name, and I don't know <laughs> what her name is now. Uh, she has a YouTube channel as well. She has a guide dog who is a standard poodle. Gotcha. Yeah. I wondered. Yeah, that's where Poodle Eyes comes from. Check out her channel. I will find a link and put it in the show notes. Note to self: put that in the show notes. Um, but she's great. I actually watched her. We watched her videos before I went to get Koa. Remember, I showed you she was walking on the trail um, with her guide dog, uh, Nicole. No, no, no. This oh, is this is sorry. She has a standard poodle. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, yes, she was, that's right. She was walking on uh, like she was somewhere. Anyway, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> we you showed a, me a lot of videos. That's yeah, right. Before <laughs> anyway, you went. Anyway, poodle eyes. Thank you for your question. Um, the question is basically how do you deal with the misconceptions of people? Yeah. You know, either you can use some site to do things mm-hmm. or you look sighted but they're using a visual aid. And honestly, I mean... People will always have misconceptions. The best thing to do is to educate anytime you can. Um, it's kind of like that picture that traveled around on social media a few months ago where the girl's holding a white cane but using her phone. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, she's faking it. And this is awful. Blah, blah. Then we had to go through this whole thing of like hashtag blind people use phones. It was a whole mess. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, we have that visual aid on our phone. And a lot of times I will hold it up to my ear or hold it really close. One, because I can't see it. And two, to let these people know I, yeah, this is weird. Why is he holding it so close? Oh, he's blind, and that's how he uses his phone. Yeah. So I think you have to just really get past the idea of misconceptions or get really involved with educating. Like, hey, everybody, mm-hmm. I can't see, but I'm using this, or I can see a little. That's why I'm doing this with my vision, uh, that sort of thing. And I don't want to educate everybody I meet. I will. I'm happy to educate if I need to, but sometimes I'm just like, eh, people are going to be people and not understand. Well, and here's you know. the other thing. You know, sometimes you're familiar with a, a place, Mm-hmm. And there might be new people in the area and you have the dog and know that and they see that you're blind, but yet 
you're, you know, oops, so sorry. They know that they see you navigating the area well, maybe healing the dog, mm-hmm. or they might see you with your cane in your hand and you may have it folded up because you know the area and they're like, well, they have a cane, but they're not using it. How are they getting around so well? Well, those people are just, they just don't know you and they don't right. know that you know the area. Um, you know, do you use your cane walking around your house? Do you use the dog walking around the house? No, because those are familiar areas to mm-hmm. you and so you don't necessarily need them. Yeah, I think low vision is always challenging. It's like the shirt that my good buddy Sam from The Blind Life has. I can see, but I can't. Right. Hashtag it's complicated. Right. You know? And so it is complicated to explain to people uh, because most people assume that it's totally blind or totally sighted. Correct. That's what they think. And we, I've talked about this on a recent video. And there's a huge spectrum in between. So when you tell people you're visually impaired, they're like, well, what can you see? And we've kind of talked about that. Uh, it's like, oh, well, you, you can see some, but you can't. Yeah, but I can't do this or whatever and it's just a lot of explanation which isn't bad so that more people will know but you just have to kind of get used to that you have to get used to the idea that people aren't going to understand until you tell them because before i lost my sight i didn't understand and i wouldn't have known you know like i would have just thought the same thing everybody else did so i would just encourage you to keep using those visual aids if you need them and use your sight if you can you know for certain things but just remember that people are going to have certain thoughts and you can't change everybody's mind all right. at once, but you can on the people that you talk to and that you educate. So that's my answer for that. All right, next question. Um, is this the Apple Watch question? Yeah. yeah. Which Apple Watch is the best one to get as far as cost, band, features, and that sort of thing? Uh, this is from Stephen via my email, which, by the way, if you want to email me, it's Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. So he's asking about the Apple Watch. Now, we both have Apple Watches. Um, If you're watching the video and you can see, we do definitely have them. Um, We both have a Series 3, okay? We've had our Series 3 for, oh gosh, I don't know. I've had mine just over a year. I've had mine probably two years then, if that's the case. So, and my Series 3 is still working really well. They do now have a Series 4 and a Series 5, which seems a bit of an overkill because 4 and 5 are pretty similar. 5 has an always-on screen and a bit better battery, I think. Because the screen is always on. Because the screen is always on. Uh, That's about it. Probably new little insides or whatever. Uh, The 4 and 5 have an EKG kind of reader that ours don't. And you can get new faces that you can't get on ours. But if you're looking to get the... Uh, best bang for your buck, I would say, is Series 3. Now, my wife did make mention when I talked about this, uh, I had a Series 1 early on, and VoiceOver did not work well with it. It just didn't have the power behind it to run VoiceOver. It was very slow and just not great. So my Series 3 has had no issues. So if you're looking, maybe you go on eBay or Marketplace on Facebook or something like that, I would not get a Series 1. I would start, at the very least, a Series 2. But if you can find a Series 3 for a reasonable price, get the Series 3. And as far as which one to get, you know, the bands, the features... They're all the same. They just have different, maybe like ceramic and metal and steel and blah, blah, blah. We get the cheapest one because it's the same watch. It just is, you know, has a different sort of outside and shell. And all the bands fit all the watches. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you get the right size. Uh, Mine is a, I think they've changed the sizes now. It used to be like 42 and 38. It's 44 and 40 now, I think. Just make sure you get the right band size. But yeah, get the Series 3 if at all possible. That's probably the best bang for your buck. Um, And beyond that, you just kind of, if you want your screen to be always on, great. If not, Series 3. Do you have any comments? I think the other thing about bands, and this isn't necessarily because of 
vision vision issues or anything, but you know, get a type of band that you like and one that think about your um, your lifestyle, your job, your activity level, things like that. Because um, mine, most of them come with um, a band that you can it kind of like pops in the hole and then threads under your wrist, and that's really nice. The Apple ones are are very nice, and I don't have any problems with them coming undone. But I do have one that I'm wearing right now that um, is the same idea, but it just comes through and then pops through the hole and I get it caught on my um like if I'm at work and I'm moving a patient or something I get it caught sometimes and it pops open and then here I am you know moving my patient and I've got gloves on and I can't adjust my watch at the time so I'm just I'm just saying think about what your lifestyle is like when you're buying bands that are not Apple bands um Amazon has a ton of bands you can get them at Best Buy and Target and everywhere else but just think about your lifestyle whenever you're buying them and if it's going to work well for you Definitely. Not everything is about sight loss. So you know, <laughs> definitely check that out. And we have third-party bands, and they're fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them at all. Uh, just make sure, like she said, you think about your lifestyle and what you do. I wear the Apple silicone uh, bands that come with it 98% of the time. Yeah. I do have a leather band. I had one that I really liked, but I lost weight, and my wrist is too small <laughs> now for it. Um, so... I guess it's a good problem to have. Good problem know. to have, right? Uh, but yeah, so that's our answer for the Apple Watch. If you have any more questions on that, of course, let us know. And finally, our last question, dear. For the both of you, what is your best blind moment? And that is from Jason on Facebook as well. Blind moment. Now, I'm not sure what Jason is talking about, <laughs> but I think about blind stories or, uh, as my son said the other day, hashtag blind moment. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a couple quick ones. Um and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, we were at a friend's house. They had this like sauna thing downstairs and it's made of wood, but it's got glass like paneling and a yeah, glass door and windows. so forth. Yeah. And so I went down there and the kids were down there kind of playing around in it or whatever. And my daughter was in the sauna and I was putting my head in there to, you know, like see what she was doing. I think you thought it was more like a playhouse type I did. Yeah. I didn't realize it was. Rather than a, yeah, a sauna. I did. I just thought it was some sort of playhouse thing. So I was going to reach my head in there. Well, of course I had a glass door and I... <laughs> Bash my head right on the door like real hard. My son still brings it up. He thinks it's hysterical. But I just banged my head on the door like full force because I wasn't, you know, you know, when you're walking and you see something, you slow down, you know, I no slow down. Uh, So my kids love that. That was a lot of fun. It's like the birds that hit the clear windows. Yeah. You know, after Windex. Safety smudge. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that was one. And then just the other day, this isn't a big deal, but uh, I was at, we were at a wedding and we were at the reception. I was standing there with my son and. Uh, my son's 13, by the way. I don't know if I've mentioned that. But um, we were at the table, and the chairs were like, what were they, like light gray or what color were they? Um, I don't actually even remember. Khaki color. I don't know. Yeah, they were, they were lighter. They were like a light color. Well, my wife had thrown her cover, her like wrap over the top, which was black, of one of the chairs. So I was right by that chair, so I could see that chair but I couldn't see the chair I was sitting in. And so I was like, where's, didn't I have a chair right here? And I was putting my hand out in front of it. I was about four inches away from it. And my son was like, it's right here, dad. It's right here. And I kind of <laughs> laughed because it's, you know, and he, that's when he said, hashtag blind moment. And I was like, it's so true. Just those little, those little blind moments that we have of like, um, you know, it happens all the time, just little things. Yeah. But you just laugh it off. Like I ran into a pole, um, walking out of uh, the theme park I used to work at, there was they had some posts so cars couldn't drive into that section, and it was dark. And I was leaving rehearsal, and 
smacked right into the pole, <laughs> which is a joke now in our family as we're walking around. We went to Disney. Hey, a few hey, years you're ago. taking my blind. Oh, moment. sorry, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. I'm taking her story. Goodness gracious. So <laughs> Go that's not story. my story. That's his story. But so when Derek had first lost his sight, we were 18, 19 years old, and we were going into Staples. And um, we were walking along, and I, I, there, there was a parking, um, cement parking, whatever those things are called that go in front of the car to keep you from going up on the sidewalk. Anyways, so there was that, and I told him about that, and I told him about the step up onto the sidewalk, and we turned to the right to go towards the store, and he smack dabs into a trash can, mm, yes, and he was like, "Honey, yeah, what the heck? What the heck?" <laughs> and I was like. Sorry. No. Oops. You're a horrible guide dog. This is I mean, <laughs> I told him about the the curb thing and I told him about the parking and I f- completely forgot the trash can. So then I was going to say, so now whenever we go anywhere and there's a pole, it's just a family joke that we're like, pole, don't run into it. You know, we went to Disney World a couple years ago and mm-hmm. there's the those same parking poles you were talking about to keep the cars from going to a certain place. And... um we would go through and every time we would go through those, the kids would say pole yeah. <laughs> just so that he wouldn't run into it. But also it just became a joke. And uh, we, yeah. I gosh. think if, I think at first it was like, Oh, let's tell him about the pole. Then it became, this is your pole randomly. <laughs> I think, you know, like we're walking through the middle of the park and my son be like, pole. I'm like, where? And it's like, no pole. No like pole. what a jerk. Uh, but yeah, blind moments, they happen constantly. And for us, like I said, they, they become jokes and just little things like my kids will still bring up the sauna because, you know, me running into the glass or whatever. Um, and you just have to laugh. You just have to be like, look, this is funny. Now, if you're six weeks into your sight loss and you're running into stuff, that's not funny. It wasn't right. funny when I ran into the cra- trash can back then. That was, you know, several, a couple of months, maybe, yeah. maybe even weeks. I don't know. And that wasn't funny then. I was like, oh, I ran into the trash can. You terrible person. I was very upset. Now, it's just like, whatever. Like, I've run into stuff. It's not that big a deal. Uh, it just shows I really can't see. I'm not faking this, I swear. Right. You know? Um and so, yeah, and, and occasionally, as far as blind moments go, my son will bring up, he'll be standing in a doorway and I'll be talking to him and he'll move over to the other side of the doorway and I won't follow him. I'll keep looking there. And, and he brings that up like, oh, yeah, I forget you're blind until something like that. So you're yeah. just going to have blind moments because, you know, and as sighted supporters, you'll be part of blind moments, like running your, you know, boyfriend into a trash can. Uh, but that's just part of life when you're visually impaired yep. and, and that's okay. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for all of the questions. It has been so great answering these questions. And if you have more questions, you can send them to us and I'm going to give you more information about that. But first, I want you to know that if you've enjoyed this podcast, the first and best thing you can do is to subscribe to the show. Yep. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you can be notified of any new episodes. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher. You can do that in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And there are buttons right in the show notes. So you can click on that and it'll take you right to your podcast catcher so you can subscribe. Um, you can contact us and this is where all the uh, information about questions comes in. Uh, if you got questions, you got comments, whatever you want, we'd love to hear from you. I love getting that information. Uh, send me an email. Email Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can connect with us on social media, Facebook or Instagram. We love hearing from you guys. And, of course, links to all of that is in the show notes. And that's at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 086. 
All right, guys. Well, it's been a long podcast. I appreciate all of the questions, and I appreciate all of the kind words that have been given about the podcast. Thank you so much for that. And as always, thank you for listening and for watching wherever you are. And remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in in the the next next one.